Romans 8.15 says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Welcome to Spirit of Adoption Radio, where we soar above all the darkness of this world and see things in the light of God's eternal perspective. Now, here's your hosts, Kevin and Tabitha Lavelle. Shalom. We're so thankful and blessed that you would choose to join us today for episode number 146 of Spirit of Adoption Radio. I'm Kevin. With me, as always, is my dear wife, Tabitha. How are you today, Svia? I'm blessed. (laughs) Amen. I love the video for the song. Oh, yes. Everyone should look up this video. It's called Just Like Joseph by Carolyn Hyde. Yep. And Look our brother, uh, he does an excellent job acting in that, huh? That's Heim. her husband. Oh, Heim. Well, her husband's in it, too. Her husband's in it. That's the one I remember. <laughs> when they're all He's playing the beggar awesome. on the street. Remember that? Yes. Oh, man. I love it. And it's, a, it's kind of a modern uh, telling, retelling of Joseph. Yes. And his brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a cool video. It, it is actually really good. It's a really, really good song. But yeah, that's we're my excited. favorite song of hers. We're, yeah, me too. <laughs> we're actually going to be going to see her that's with right. our tour. Shh, don't tell everybody because oh. it's a surprise. Ooh. Our tour doesn't really know that we're surprising them with dinner on the rooftop at Carolyn Hyde's house <laughs> oh, in wow. Perea. But it's a special little addition because we had so many people sign up for the tour. So we got to bless them with a special dinner that we kind of organized for them. So oh, that's cool. You know, um, you know, honey, they won't even know because this episode right here that we're recording is actually going to come out on our first day in Israel. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when you're hearing this, right, we will be in Israel. It'll be Friday, mm-hmm. okay, June 2nd, and it's our first full day in Jerusalem. Yeah, so if you hear this, pray for us in Israel for our tour that God would do amazing things in and through all of us. That's right. Amen. And you know, this episode here 
uh, is called the veil is lifting because in Israel, okay, the veil is lifting from the eyes of the people of Israel, mm. okay? Just like the song, they don't recognize, they didn't recognize Joseph, they don't recognize Yeshua, but they're starting to recognize him. Yes. And uh, Carolyn and Richard, their son, Ariel, um, they have a ministry called Tree of Life Israel. Yes. And they actually are bringing the gospel all over Israel. They take the gospel to the streets and just doing a, a beautiful work. God's really using them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to play an episode of him and another brother sharing some beautiful things about how, like Joseph, was revealed to his brethren, how that's happening in Israel right now. Mm, wow, that's exciting. Amen. So I'm going to play that now. And hopefully God will just use that to stir your hearts to pray for the salvation of Israel. Yes. Amen. Amen. So, you know, we, as, as Jewish people, as we're here sharing the gospel in, in Israel, what we see so many times is, is that people, when we start sharing with them, they start thinking, wait, Yeshua? No, that's, that's something that's totally not connected to me. That's, that's something he belongs to a foreign religion. He started a foreign religion. Uh, and um, just to give you a, a couple of uh, examples or things that, that reasons why they think that, um, of course, we, we very much uh, believe that, it, you know, it's a great thing to celebrate uh, the, the birth of the Messiah, also his, his resurrection. But, but, you know, sometimes just looking from, from a Jewish non-believers perspective at these kind of celebrations, when they see things like, you know, Santa Claus and Easter bunny and things like that, they kind of think, what does that have to do with the Tanakh, with the Hebrew Bible, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and then also you add on to that, that the, the Talmud, the rabbinical writings um, say that uh, Yeshua forsook the, the Torah, the Tanakh, and, and that he instigated Israel to idolatry. Um, and so... Uh, Which so, is obviously a lie that they write about, you know, Jesus. I mean, this is totally contradicts what he was teaching and, you know, and, and doing. Exactly. So, so it's complete lie. Yeah, yeah. And, and so kind of connected with that is also the, these kind of theological issues where what, what many Jewish people think about, about faith in, in Yeshua is that, oh, well, well, you know, it says that God uh, is not a man, and, but then he, he says that he's man and he's God. And then also that, you know, are there, are there three gods or is there one? So, of course, there are solid answers for these things in the, from the Tanakh, from the Hebrew Bible, that show the triune nature of God, that show that God actually came in the flesh many times, over 40 times, just in the Hebrew Bible. And all the prophecies about, you know, a son is given, you know, and all these prophecies saying, Emmanuel, God is with us, you know, yeah. this is the child, you know. I mean, this is, uh, you know, so clear in the, in the prophecies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but because these things are so deeply ingrained, their their thought of what Christianity is, what Yeshua is, what they've heard from the Talmud, what they've brought been brought up in in the school systems, they teach these kind of things that we've been mentioning right now. So it's so deeply ingrained in them that a lot of times when we start to say something about Yeshua, they think, no, no, that's automatically not for me, and they they don't necessarily want to hear uh, more. But the exciting thing is <laughs> that we're seeing more and more uh, Israelis becoming more and more open to, to start realizing who Yeshua is and, and God is opening their eyes. And, and I just wanted to share this story um, from the scriptures uh, of Joseph 
that, you know, of course it was a historical event in and of itself is beautiful and meaningful and powerful, but I think it's also a prophetic picture um, of what's going to happen with Yeshua revealing himself uh, to his people. And it, just giving a little bit of the background, of course, you all know this, this story that, it, that Joseph's brothers uh, were jealous of him. They, they threw him into a pit. They sold him. He was there and, and then even went into prison. But then he rose to be the, the leader of Egypt right next to Pharaoh. Uh, the, the brothers, they had the famine. They had to come. And he was their only way to be saved, basically. <laughs> yeah, Joseph actually was a savior of the world, Yeah, you know, from hunger and, and that. So that was his calling. Yeah. What a picture of, you know, Jesus, Yeshua, you know, the savior of the world. Yeah, exactly. And, and what's interesting is that even in the rabbinical writings, the Messiah is also called, there's also this idea that the Messiah would be the son of Joseph. Uh, and, and so it, Joseph really is an amazing picture of the yeah, Messiah. Yeah, it's like basically they're saying that, okay, we see a Messiah in the, in the Tanakh Old Testament that is king, you know, like David, you know, on his throne. Mm-hmm. But then they see the second picture of uh, like suffering Messiah, and they basically divide it too. They say, oh, it's two different messiahs. Yeah, that one is suffering. And, and we're like, no, there is only, there is one messiah only. Yeah, yeah. And, and so then his brothers come to him and, and uh, you know, there was the whole, the whole story of he sent them back and so forth. But, but, but then we see that, um, that they had real repentance in, the, in their hearts for what they had done to Joseph. And then Judah even says, I, I will, I will go to prison instead of, of going back, uh, taking, taking Benjamin to, to prison. And so there was a real change of heart. And then Joseph revealed himself to his brothers. And that's very similar to what we see in 2 Corinthians 3. And uh, you mentioned this last time that, that it says that the, when the hearts of Jewish people, even though there's a veil on their hearts right now, when their hearts turn, turn to the Lord, then the veil is removed. And, and so we saw, we, that's a picture of it in Joseph. Their hearts started to turn in repentance and then, and then he was revealed. I just want to read a couple, couple verses about this. He says in, in Genesis uh, 45 uh, verses one through two and then verse four and verse seven, it says, then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him. And he cried out, make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard it. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. And, and, you, and you can just imagine, you know, that, that scene of... You know, if you've ever seen maybe some movies or things, depictions of what Egyptians look like, you know, they had all the makeup and they had, he probably had a crown on and these things over his chest and, and Egyptian clothing. And, and he even said that he spoke through a, through a translator to them. So he seemed to them, this guy's totally not Israeli. You know, he's a, he's a total foreigner. He doesn't even speak our language. And yet when they, when their hearts started to turn, and he said that now's the time I'm going, I'm going to reveal myself uh, to them. And it says they started weeping and, and hugging each other. And it was this amazing uh, reunion. And that's what we're beginning to see happen. More and more Jewish people are starting to turn, their hearts turning. Yeshua is revealing himself and they're having that reunion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So just, um, you know, just one story of a person like that, you know, uh, it's actually our pastor, Danny. 
you know, when he was uh, 18 year old, you know, up until uh, being 18 year old, he was growing up in a traditional family. His uh, mother coming from Algeria uh, as a new immigrant and his father came from Iraq, Iraq. And so they came in the early 50s and, you know, they met here in Israel and decided to have a family. And so Danny born and his other uh, brothers and sisters were born. And usually in families like this, you would never, never mention the name of Jesus. This is like no go. They don't, they, it's, it's, they use it as a curse word or something like that, you know. And so he was growing up in this uh, uh, traditional, not a religious, but very traditional family. And when he was 18, uh, he met some believers. Yeah. And so they invited him to come to a, a young adults group. And so when he came to young adults group, you know, just, you know, totally, um, you know, not knowing what to expect, he saw something really special in those people. They like, man, they, they really uh, special people. He didn't know what to. And so they started to share gospel with him. And they started to explain to him that Jesus is actually not somebody foreign, but it's your Jewish Messiah. And they were showing him prophecies and, and just explaining slowly, slowly. But obviously, it's, he knew that something like that, to make a step to become a believer, that's really huge um, thing. And he didn't want to do something like this just out of pressure or out of, um, you know, whatever motives. Yeah. And when he, so he was already a soldier in the army and he just decided on one of the weekends that he stayed at the base just to take the Old Testament. He opened the um, uh, Isaiah 53 prophecy and he started just to read uh, this prophecy about suffering Messiah that he's coming, that he's coming to uh, die for us, to take upon himself all our sin and all our weakness and transgressions, and that he will die for us. Yeah, we all as a sheep has gone astray, but God put on this Messiah all our iniquities. And so when he started to read this prophecy, a supernatural revelation just came to him and the Holy Spirit, the presence of God filled his room in the army base and he just fell on the ground and started to cry and repent for one hour for his sin. And when he finished to pray and weep for one hour, he just felt so clean and just felt so renewed. And so what actually uh, happened is that uh, he just got born again, basically. <laughs> and so he, after the army base, yeah, after this weekend, he came to his family, to his parents. He thought he going to tell them the, the good news and they will accept it uh, very uh, happy. Actually, the opposite happened. His parents kicked him out from home. They said, they went to a rabbi to, to, for advice. They said, what do we do with that? And the rabbis told him, listen, this, your son is dead. You need to do a, like a morning, like a seven days of mourning. Your son is dead. He's no longer your son. And so what happened, um, uh, those believers that he met and they started to disciple him and they took him to their home and, and God gave him a new family. Yeah. And so for 
over 20 years, yeah, his parents, you know, they st still, you know, you know, because he got done, got married, you know, grandchildren came. So, you know, those grandparents, you know, they want to see their grandkids. So, you know, they maybe don't agree with your faith, or not, but they want to see your grandkids, you know, especially in Israel, children are princes and, and, and you know, and princesses, you say in English, yeah, <laughs> you know, and After 20 years, you know, Danny became, you know, pastor. He became, uh, you know, father of three kids and, you know, serving God 100% uh, of his time. After 20 years, his parents said, we saw what Jesus did in your life. We saw how you raised your family. We saw your witness over the years. And now we want to accept Jesus as our Savior Praise and Lord. God. And so after 20 years of praying and just, you know, being a, an example, uh, Danny had a chance and uh, had the opportunity to baptize his parents in the Jordan River and they accepted the Lord. And uh, just to say, during these 20 years, I remember Danny saying, my mom came to me and said, listen, Danny, I have some dream. Can you interpret it for me? I see a, a man dressed in white sitting on a throne. I mean, God was, you know, answering prayers and revealing himself. And so this is amazing, amazing uh, testimony of native Israeli that thinking that Jesus is somebody foreign and somebody that is nothing to do with Jewish, you know. Now he knows that Jesus is his Messiah and, and now he's willing to take this cross and follow him because he knows Who, who he believed in. Yeah, yeah. And of course, he's having a tremendous impact on the whole area here, a pastor, and he's also a leader of, you know, it's kind of a whole network of, of ministries connected with the, with the congregation. So it's, it's beautiful what, what God has done uh, through him. And, and I just hope that this story is also encouraging for you, both on the level of, of seeing, you know, God, God turning hearts and, and, and so forth, but also seeing the perseverance, you know, D Danny really was praying all the time, you know, he's really, he was persevering in prayer and God, God heard those prayers. And so I hope that's encouraging for you both. If you have maybe people in your family that you're praying for, just don't give up, even if it's been 20 years, you know, <laughs> and also as you're praying for Israel, you know, even maybe you've been praying for decades, But, but keep going, and God is answering. God is moving, and he will bring uh, the breakthrough. You know, that is so exciting, and it's just so amazing to hear these testimonies. Amen. And we have been to that congregation, Carmel. Kehilat Car Ha Carmel. Kehilat Ha Carmel, yeah. Yes. Congregation. Kehilat means congregation. Mm -hmm. So we've actually been to that congregation. Ha Carmel means Mount Carmel. Yeah, you know, where Elijah was yeah. used by God, call down fire, right? Yes. On that same mountain, there's a uh, a fellowship of Messianic believers and just all believers in Yeshua. There's Arabs mm -hmm. and Jews, you know, mix, right? Yes. And God's using them. And that's where um, Ariel and Shayla, mm -hmm. you know, they attend. And uh, so that testimony of Danny, uh, the pastor at Kehilat Carmel, Ha Carmel, mm -hmm. um, what a beautiful testimony. Yes. Yeah, what a beautiful testimony. I had never heard his testimony before. Mm. Um, we've heard him share when we went there. But yeah. 
I was blessed by that testimony tremendously. Amen. And, you know, it's so amazing that God is doing so many beautiful things in Israel right now. Mm -hmm. And when you come to Israel, when you go to Israel and get to go on a tour, we're on a tour right now in Israel as you're listening to this. But when you get to come to Israel and come and see, yeah, and I'm about to share about that. (laughs) But when you get to come to Israel, there is just this beautiful thing because no matter how many times you've been to Israel, it's like every time you go, God is doing something new. Mm -hmm. So it's just exciting because I know the Lord invites us to come and see. And if you can, if you can make it to Israel, it is just such a treat and such a blessing to be able to be there and see not only what God has done and walking in the footsteps of history, but also walking in the now and what God is doing right now Mm -hmm. as we go and we say Hineni, and that's the name of our tour company, Hineni Tours, H-I-N-E-N-I tours.com. And we just say, Hineni, God, here Here am am I. I." Here am I. Send me. Send me. What do you want to do? You know? Don't forget that part of the prayer. Here am I. Here am I. I. Send Send me. me. Yes. Not just here am I, but here am I. Send me. Right. It wouldn't have to be Israel, but the Lord could send you anywhere, but it's good to pray, here am I, send me. It's like we want to be available to God to use us to, to serve, mm-hmm. to go, to share, to be a light. No excuses to not go wherever the yes. Lord wants to send you. Amen. But and you might as well just come to Israel. Us. You, come might, as, with you us. might as well just come to Israel. I mean, go wherever the Lord sends you. Yeah. Go everywhere the Lord sends you. But mm-hmm. perhaps one of those places might be Israel with us. In October. In October. (laughs) End of October, little bit of November. It's not a lot of time, guys, but this is like prime time to be in Israel. Best weather, best dates and everything Mm. if you want to go. But we don't have room for that many. We had to take a smaller tour. So we only have a very select few spots for this tour, Mm. 24 to be exact, um, because we only have a limited amount of rooms. Um, But we're going to have a really beautiful, intimate, awesome, exciting tour. We're going to go places that you don't go on other tours. Um, Most tours don't go. And um, if you want to sign up, go to HineniTours.com, look for the upcoming tours and sign up. Just put your deposit down. Do that little step of faith um, just to do that and just see what God's going to do. Amen. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He has everything under control. So look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Amen. 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 And may the Lord bless you as you seek him today. Maranatha. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Adoption Radio. You can reach us through our website, adoptionairfare.com. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review on the listening platform of your choice. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Maranatha. Maranatha.